Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Word of God for our special consideration this morning is our second lesson, 1 Corinthians 3, verses 5 through 11, as printed in your bulletins and already read. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, it is remarkable, really, how you start learning physics and architecture, a rather advanced set of principles, when you are still just a toddler or a preschooler. You, you don't learn it from videos or books, and not from dolls or stuffed animals, from play cars or trucks, or from any of the things that encourage you to just play pretend. Instead, it is from the simplest of things. Blocks. Plain pieces of wood of different sizes and shapes. And from them, you learn how to build long before you could ever begin to explain what it is that you are learning. You discover, for instance, the need for a stable foundation. You can't stack your blocks unless the bottom ones will support the top ones and keep them from falling down. You discover that you need to account for gravity. Blocks just sticking out will fall and often take your entire structure down with them. You also discover the value of balance and discover that you cannot build a house or a tower by mixing with your blocks a, a teddy bear or a truck or a shoe. You have to use the right materials. You even discover that the more you want your building to grow, the more stable your foundation needs to be and everything built on top of that foundation needs to be. Of course, most all of this you learn not because you are taught, but by trial and error, which means there's a lot of frustration involved. But the lessons last. For most, or for the rest of your life, for most of us anyway, you know to be careful how you build. Now, what Paul writes about in 1 Corinthians 3 is certainly much more serious than playing with blocks. It is even more serious than building an actual house or even a skyscraper. He is talking about building one's faith and building the church, which means that people's eternal destinies are at stake. Salvation or damnation? Heaven or hell. So when he says, let each person be careful how he builds, well, we need to be careful. We need to pay close attention and take him seriously, whether we are spiritual toddlers or mature ministers of the Word. Now, the first lesson we can take from this text may sound somewhat silly or like a mixed metaphor, but it is still important. Don't mistake the builders for the foundation. 
this was actually one of the big problems in the church in Corinth. And it was really the first one that Paul addressed in his letter where he addresses many problems. You see, the believers there had formed factions based on different teachers of the Word. Some said, we're with Paul. After all, he's the one who first preached the gospel here and founded our church. Others said, we, we follow Apollos. He came along after Paul and improved things. He, he did a much more thorough job of teaching us, and we have grown so much from his teaching. So obviously, he, he is the one to identify with. Still others claimed to follow Peter, who never even visited Corinth as far as we know, probably because they considered him the first and best of Christ's apostles and therefore superior to both Paul and Apostle Apollos. Sadly, people still divide churches and Christians still form themselves into tribes this way today. Maybe it's a congregation whose previous pastor moved on years before, but many of the members judge everything the new pastor does and says by comparing the two. And old Pastor Smith always comes out as good and right and this new guy as ill-intentioned and wrong. Sometimes in a congregation, there will be a competition for influence as Bible study leaders end up gathering factions around themselves. And radio, television, and the Internet have made it all too common for believers to follow big-name preachers and evangelists who impress them, withdrawing their respect and support from their local pastors and congregations, you know, the ones who actually know serve, and care for them. But elevating any human preacher or teacher that way, to the extent that one finds one's identity in him, is to substitute that man for Christ. Instead of finding your assurance strictly in the gospel, you find it in following a particular leader, even if that leader doesn't want you to. Paul certainly didn't want that. He told the Corinthians that he didn't care if he was lifted up over Apollos or put down next to Peter. Who he was didn't matter, and who followed whom was the wrong consideration. The only thing that mattered was following Christ and trusting in His Word. That is the foundation of all Christian faith. Sure, individual preachers, teachers, and witnesses play specific roles in bringing people to saving faith in Christ and in nurturing that faith later. But they are only fulfilling the duties that God gave them, and they are not in competition with each other. They are united in the same service to God and His church. Though Paul is himself an apostle, he doesn't insist on a higher honor or influence than Apollos, who was not an apostle. Instead, using an agricultural metaphor that has him planting the seed of the gospel that Apollos later waters, 
Paul writes, neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but it is God who causes the growth. That reinforces the second lesson here. Don't fool around with the foundation. Paul reminds the Corinthians that he is the one who laid the foundation of their faith and their church by first preaching the gospel to them. But that foundation is the thing that matters most as they build their lives of faith and build their congregation. No one can lay any other foundation than the one that has been laid, which is Jesus Christ. You and I need to be just as careful how we build. You are not a Christian because of the family or culture you were born into. You are not going to heaven because you are a good person. You are not saved from your sins because of how hard you try to do good and avoid evil. No, everything that you are, have, do, and look forward to is because of Jesus Christ. He is the one who gave His life on the cross to save you, a sinner, from the punishment that you justly deserved for your disobedience. He is the one who rose from the dead to give you His victory over the grave and grant you eternal life like His. He is the one who gave us baptism through which you were washed clean and claimed as a child of God and who gave us His Holy Supper in which you receive His true body and blood for the forgiveness of your sins, life, and salvation. And He is the Word made flesh, the voice of God who speaks to us through the Scriptures, both defining and enriching everything about our faith and our identity as Christians. So don't fool around with that. Far too many people found their faith on something extra or something different and fail to appreciate the danger of that. It separates them from their Savior and what they build will eventually crash and crumble. Some suppose that God's grace alone cannot possibly be sufficient. So they add something more, their own works and merit. And while they still claim Christ as their Lord, they have shifted their hope and faith so that it no longer rests only on the solid rock of Jesus, but now teeters on the uncertain edge of self-righteousness at where it will soon fall. Others go even further and, and abandon the foundation of Christ entirely. They still like the, the neighborhood of Christ and Christianity well enough, but they build instead on their preferred and strictly human philosophies and ideologies. And what they construct will fail them when they need it most, and death and judgment will be a terror for them, and everything falls to pieces. So be careful how you build. And just as you don't fool with the foundation, like a good contractor who builds to code, 
Make sure you use only approved methods and materials. Now this one should be easy. We build our lives of faith, everything about them, and we build our churches with the living and enduring Word of God. But as sinful people living in a sinful world, we are often tempted to substitute other materials, our own or others' opinions, the the pleasures of our flesh, the latest political movement, uh, earthly riches or glories, uh, family history, uh, national, racial, or ethnic identities, and, and so on. And in the same way, we are tempted to build with methods other than God's to gather members or to motivate good behavior by weaponizing guilt or by ignoring guilt altogether in favor of a crossless gospel of acceptance and fulfillment. Or perhaps we do it or they do it by treating faith in the church as strictly human ventures to be grown and nurtured with strictly human means. Don't give in to those temptations. The only life that you want is the one that is built on Christ, Christ's way, with Christ's Word. And the only church you want to be a part of and worship and serve and grow in is the one that is built on Christ, Christ's way, with Christ's word. And then, then count on the Lord to give growth and build us into something immeasurably greater than we were on our own. That's our last lesson here. Trust God to guide and grow you. That is what He does, what He loves to do, what He has already done in, through, and for you, and it is what He has promised always to do. You do not have to go searching for anything other than what we have already been given. Christ is our foundation and His Word and sacraments to build with. We don't have to go looking because God has already given us everything we need. He provides the seed that is planted and He gives the growth that creates Christians and establishes congregations. And then He nurtures, guides, and prospers us so that we mature, continuing to grow us until that day when we meet Him in death or at His return. We have the Lord's guarantee on all of this. Remember what we read earlier in Isaiah 55. My word that goes out from my mouth will not return to me empty. Rather, it will accomplish whatever I please, and it will succeed in the purpose for which I sent it. And we also have the lesson of the parable of the sower, showing us that when His word takes root in the good soil of our hearts, in those who continue to hear and understand the word, we continue to produce fruit some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty times more than was sown. You know, one of the most famous buildings in the world is famous because those who laid its foundation were not 
careful how they built. The tower in Pisa has been leaning for centuries, almost since it was first constructed. And if various stabilizing efforts hadn't been made since, it would have toppled long ago. Of course, there is also a very familiar fairy tale that also teaches us to be careful how we build the three little pigs in their houses of straw, sticks, and brick. Our text today has focused us properly on faith and the church, but we can expand the lesson here to other things in our lives. What is there in your life that you have built or tried to build apart from a foundation of Jesus Christ? Or with materials and methods contrary to God's word and will? Think of how many struggles, troubles, and even failures that you have faced as a result in your relationships, in marriage and family, in your career. Consider the division, anger, and enmity we all experience because of issues like abortion, race, sexuality, and justice. Things that have separated our society into parties and tribes and warring factions. And so many of these things would not even be issues if we followed Christ and really listened to what the Lord has told us in the Bible. At the very least, we as Christians would be more certain of our positions and that they are the right ones when we know that they are firmly founded on Christ and not merely on our own or others' opinions, emotions, or experiences. So let us, like Paul, with the power of the gospel, the knowledge of our forgiveness in Christ, with all that God has done for us, let us keep with the grace of God given to us. We know and we rejoice to know that there is only one foundation for us. Only one foundation worth building anything on. And there is no other foundation than the one that has been laid, which is Jesus Christ. So pray, work, speak, plan, and live accordingly. Be careful how you build. Amen. Please rise. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.